Welcome to Bizarro Aficionado. Please, just try and relax. It will only hurt worse if you resist. Bizarro's Guess Who's Back. Yes, yes. I'm Gaz Morgan, and welcome to Bizarro Aficionado. And I have no damn clue what episode this is. Who can remember? I, I, I don't even know. Holy cat shit, man. What a past few months. Uh, I've packed up my place, moved out of state to a tiny town on the CND Canal in Maryland. I have a new job, new world. I uh, work on a pot farm. Yes, marijuana, the electric lettuce reefer pot. I dig it. I I, I had to have something new. I, I couldn't do EMT work or anything like that anymore. I've seen enough death. I want to go to work and not have any death. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. It's a great gig. I love the town, the house. It was a mighty struggle bus for a while. But uh, I'm finally settled in. Finally have a place for the studio, a place to record. I mean, I'm in the basement. I feel like the radio man for a cell of uh, French resistance circa 1942. But I'm up and running, and the boiler will be running, and the dehumidifier will be running, and whatever. Whatever. Get as much out in post-production as I can, and just try and ignore the rest. But, uh... Good golly. I haven't been able to test out calls or Skype or Zoom yet. So I'm like, let's get on here and let's catch up on some weird, bizarre bullshit that's going on in the world. Take a little vacation uh, from all the nightmare and stuff that's going on in the world. And then in December, I'll get back with some interviews and get back on the ball here. But uh, if you're a current listener, thank you so much for hanging in there. And, and not unsubscribing or saying to hell with this, which would certainly be understandable and easy to do. But thank you for hanging in there. And if you're a new listener and you just had to sit through this long wait, thank you so much as well. And I, I really appreciate you. And this is not usually how it goes. It's just been the struggle bus year. But uh, thanks for hanging in there. And I'm so sorry it's taken so long to get a show out. But life happened all over. But uh, I'm back, and we'll have at least one show in December, and then season four will start in February. So let's stop wasting time, and let's get into some weirdness. Let's uh, let's see what we can find here. i got to dig through the bin of forgotten articles. Here's a good one. I This was from Wired, and uh, the Pentagon has set up a UFO office. Yeah, so... That won't turn out badly, will it? So, I mean, it's just short. The Defense Department has set up a UFO office. So the Pentagon has a new office dedicated to investigating and tracking UFOs or identified aerial phenomena, as they're calling them now. The Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, Moingman's 
<laughs> come on, if that doesn't quite roll off the tongue for you, uh, it's going to specifically focus on unexplained phenomena that pass through military airspace. And the group will be directed by the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. So this AOIMSG will be the successor to a Navy department called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. I, couldn't they have just kept that? Now, in June, the Office of the Director of the National Intelligence released a report on more than 140 sightings by Navy pilots and others of unidentified aerial phenomena. Incursions by any airborne object pose a safety pose safety of flight and operation security concerns and may pose national security challenges. The Defense Department said in a statement the announcement added that AOIMSG is being established to address the challenges associated with assessing UAP occurring on or near Department of Defense training ranges and installations. Well, that just keeps getting more and more focused, doesn't it? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just their way of being able to have better intelligence and being able to pay more attention to who's spying on them in their training areas. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fun. Um, the guys out at Giant Freaking Robot, which is a really cool site. Uh, scientists want to open a portal to another universe. Man, we can't stop fucking up our own planet. There's no way we should be allowed to go to another universe. Christ almighty. Can you imagine Americans in another universe? What a nightmare. Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> God. The existence of a mirror universe may be revealed sooner than we think. And while science fiction has proposed the idea of quantum realms and alternate universes for quite some time, such places that exist beyond fiction may suddenly be within our grasp. In a laboratory in eastern Tennessee... <laughs> Good God. According to NBC News, physicist Lee Brizard is conducting an experiment, the intention of which is to essentially open a portal to another universe, one that may be quite like our own. Oh God, I hope not. Brizard intends to shoot a beam of subatomic particles down a long tunnel. <laughs> I'll let you have that one if all goes to plan this may prove the existence of a mirror universe now if the beam can go through an impenetrable wall some of the particles will turn into mirror images of themselves okay since all near uh, neutrons should be exactly the same this mirror image of the particles would mean that brassard's theory is correct there may be a mirror universe in our midst now, it has a video here which explains the process in greater detail, so check out the show notes and a link to this article will be in there, and you can check that out. Now, while this is an exciting development, a mirror universe may not be exactly what comes to mind when we think of it. Shows like Star Trek explore this idea, even going as far to suggest that there are evil counterparts of human beings. <gasps> evil humans? No, 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 say it's not true. Yeah, yeah, we should not be doing this at all. Now, these evil humans just floating around in another universe. It's like J.J. Abrams' follow-up to Lost also theorized about this reality. 
His television show Fringe revolved around the idea that there are two opposite dimensions, and each person has their own counterpart, but the world worlds have slight differences. Science insists that this is not the case in reality. Should the experiments go according to plan, we may see mirror versions of planets and stars, but not people. We'll not see a multiverse with multiple Spider-Man villains trying to penetrate our world. Well, that's that. Where, where's that button again? Yeah, boo. What fun is that? So Brizard's mirror universe experiment has many more interesting implications. Other than evil alternate counterparts, the experiment could also be where the answer to dark matter lies. Dark matter has been a mystery in science for quite some time. And according to INSH, this mirror universe could help explain what the essence of dark matter is. This matter makes up most of the universe, but scientists still have not been able to determine what it's made of. The biggest piece of information that scientists know about dark matter is that it is what it's what causes the universe's expansion. It, it is so mysterious that it's difficult, if not impossible, to measure. Known matter, such as that of what humans are made up of, makes up less than 5% of measurable matter, according to NASA. And humans have long tried to explain what dark matter is. Uh, yeah, you've told us that like four times. Fictional worlds have tried to explain this, such as HBO Max's Dark Materials. In his Dark Materials, what is referred to as dust is actually just dark matter. The religious fanatics of the Magisterium believe that dust is tangible sin and is what causes human beings' worst impulses. But the reality may be more interesting. Creating a portal to a mirror universe is only the beginning. Broussard's experiment is just one step in discovering the door to this new world. If they are successful in their mission, the next step would be to see if scientists can penetrate that universe and step inside. Ah, there's the humidifier right on cue. Ah, ba basement life. It is such a joy. All right. Let's see what we got in here. But, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm all for science expanding our view and seeing what's out there. Exploration is the, the basis of human existence, but we're so stupid. <laughs> I mean, we are a pestilence. I mean, God help any other planet or universe where we show up. Ah, I don't know. Ridiculous. So uh, how about Argentina? Yeah, let's go to Argentina. Everyone loves Argentina. UFO abducts woman in Argentina and returns her 40 miles away. And this is from those fine folks in George Nuri over at Coast to Coast. And the article is by Tim Banal. So in a bizarre story out of Argentina, a missing woman was found 40 miles from where she had last been seen and told authorities that her puzzling disappearance, disappearance was precipitated by the sighting of a mysterious white light that some suspect could have been a UFO. According to a local media report, the very curious case began on Monday morning in the town of, of Cuatro Aquinas. Aquinas? Aquinas? I, for those that speak Spanish, I humbly apologize. When the unnamed woman at the center of the odd account was reported missing. After a lengthy search, police wound up zeroing in on an area where they subsequently found the disoriented woman the following day, and she had quite the story to tell. So, unable to speak as a result of the, 
whatever happened. She wrote a message explaining that she had gone out to her patio after hearing a strange noise emanating from her yard and then spotted an inexplicable white light. Amazingly, the woman claims that a few hours later she woke up 40 miles away on the side of a road in the community where an authorities ultimately found her. They knew, uh, they knew to look for her there because upon her reappearance, the woman made several odd cell phone calls to friends and family wherein she said nothing, but they could hear a peculiar buzzing sound. The witness had since regained her ability to speak and is recovering in a nearby hospital, though she has apparently not provided any additional details on her appearance, disappearance rather, or her appearance for that matter. Adding a layer of intrigue to the case, a witness has come forward saying that they spotted an inordinately bright light coming from a, a seemingly out-of-place object in the sky over the general vicinity of where the disappearance had unfolded. Well, that's a lot of generalizations. An inordinately bright light coming from a seemingly out-of-place object in the sky over a general vicinity. So we kind of saw this uh, really bright thing coming out of that thing in uh, somewhere around here. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. But the sighting appears to have taken place several hours after the woman had purportedly reappeared. As one might imagine, the weird account has piqued the interest of UFO researchers in Argentina, specifically Oscar Quique Mario. <laughs> okay. YY? KK? Is it K? 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 I, one does not know. Mario, who has stressed that he is not jumping to conclusions about the matter, that said he is. He also noted that the woman nor her clothes appeared to be no worse for wear from the 40-mile journey, suggesting that she didn't walk. That's, that, that's what he came up with? Oh, my God. That's what he came up with? Well, she doesn't look disheveled, therefore aliens. Oh, bizarros, 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 bizarros. I, <laughs> what can you do? So, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm going to just go 40 miles away from here and tell everyone I can't talk and was abducted by aliens. I mean, it, why not? Uh, but, you know, tell me what you think. It'll be on there. All right, let's go over to Insider. This is a weird story. I mean, they're all weird, but... So, a New York City woman's coffee table was discovered to be part of a dance floor from ancient Roman Emperor Caligula's party yacht. It's by Morgan Keith over at the Insider. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. What a mess. So, there... There's this geometric mosaic from one of Roman Emperor's Caligula's lavish party ships was being used as a New York City art dealer by a New York City art dealer as a coffee table in her Park Avenue residence, the Guardian reported. In 2013, Dario del Buffalo, del Buffalo? No, an Italian expert on ancient marble, stone, and coffee tables, was signing copies of his book. Porphyry, Porphyry, I, whatever. None of you are going to read this. I'm not going to read it either. Which documents ancient and modern art pieces that utilize the reddish purple stone the book is named after, 
including a photo of a long-lost Italian mosaic. There was a lady with a young guy in a strange hat that came to the table, and he told her, what a beautiful book. Oh, Helen, look, that's your mosaic. And she said, yeah, that is my mosaic, Del Buffalo told 60 Minutes correspondent Anderson Cooper. Del Buffalo located the young man who confirmed that New York City art dealer and gallery owner Helen Fiorati and her husband bought the mosaic from an Italian family in the 1960s and turned it into a coffee table, according to The Guardian. Now, dozens of centuries earlier, the mosaic had been part of an inlaid floor on one of the party ships commissioned by Caligula prior to his assassination. Well, that's good because I'm not sure how many party ships he commissioned after his assassination. Cooper recounted Caligula's four-year reign, citing scholarly accounts that he was brutal, cruel, and perhaps deranged. Many artifacts, statues, and images of Caligula were destroyed following his death, according to Cooper and Del Buffalo, Buffalo, Del, including the sinking of his ships in Lake Nemi, a small volcanic lake southeast of Rome. So, now let's go jump ahead to the 1930s. An Italian dictator, Benito Mussolini, orders Lake Nemi to be drained so the party ships and the artifacts they contained could be recovered and housed in a lakeside museum. CBS News reported, however, Nazi troops burned the archaeological treasures as they retreated from Italy in 1944, according to The Guardian. Now, the Buffalo told Cooper that the lack of fire damage suggests the mosaic was either snuck out of the museum prior to the fire or in a private collection following its extraction from Lake Nemi. Now, soon after Del Buffalo, <laughs> Del Buffalo, Buff Buffalo, the Buffalo, discovered the mosaic was in Fiorati's possession, prosecutors for the Manhattan District Attorney's Office spent years looking for evidence to support a charge of possession of stolen property, according to the New York Times. They concluded the mosaic had been stolen from the Nemi Museum, seized it, and returned it to the Italian government in 2017. Now, following its return, if you're following this, the mosaic was put on display at the Museum of Roman Ships in Nemi, Italy, the Associated Press reported. Still, Del Buffalo said he sympathizes with Fioretti's loss of her coffee table and offered to make her a replica. I really would like to do a copy for her, Del Buffalo told Cooper. Exact copy. She would not be able to tell the difference. So, yeah. There's that. So, yeah, Caligula's party ship's floor. And, uh, again, all these are in the show notes if you want to go in and see where uh, Caligula got down and boogied. It's uh, It'll be in there, and you can look at it. There's a picture of who I can only assume is Del the Buffalo. So that's uh, Caligula Party Ships. Let's see. What else can we find in here? Uh, let's come back to that one. How about Cock Up has three giant stone penises stolen from shop. Now, this is... Uh, this is from Metro in the UK, and <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Stolen penises. So a CCTV cock-up has left cops facing a hard job trying to find the culprit behind this crime. 
Three giant penis-shaped garden ornaments have been snatched from a shop which hit the headlines after the owner refused to remove one of the obscene statues from his window display. Now, Jason Hadlow, 58, owner of Simply Dutch in Leeming Bar, North Yorkshire, was forced to look on as his beloved four-foot masonry manhood was seized in 2010 following complaints from the public. But the defiant businessman declined to pay the 80 pounds fine to have the stone sculpture returned to him and instead ordered 150 more from Indonesia, which I assume is the garden cock mecca. The incident led him launching free willy campaign. Oh, dear. With pictures of concrete penises appearing online in various locations. The North Yorkshire police eventually bowed the pressure and released the statue to the shop. But now, 11 years later, the final three ornaments were stolen around 10 p.m. on Monday night. Hold on, have a drink. On Monday night. The thieves also took five cast iron stags and five concrete dogs, said Jason, who lives in the town of Yarm. I, they had a lot of time. So uh, let's, let's check this out here. There's three cocks. Let's see. Three cocks, five stags, and five concrete dogs. Ah, that's quite a haul. My back hurts just thinking about it. Uh, so there are you again, you can go in here and there's pictures of the, the said cock. And a picture of the dude pointing at the ground where I assume the cock once was. I can't believe anyone would want to steal some concrete willies, the shop owner said. It's the end of an era. They were sentimental to me. It was a big story at the time. I'll probably not see anything like them again. I'm a bit sad, but ultimately, we weren't selling them. I hope they'll get some use out of them. Whoa, I can't imagine what. Yeesh. The statues often used as bullards or water foundations, had fallen out of favor over the years. Jason, who has run the shop for 20 years, said he kept the statues for their sentimental value. Back in 2010, we used to sell them, and they were popular. We had three different sizes. Oh, dear, and there's a picture of him and, I guess, a uh, North Yorkshire police officer, I, both holding this penis. I, this one, if you look, don't look at any others, check this one out, because it's truly ridiculous. I had them in the window at the time. Somebody complained it was offensive. They sort of waned in popularity. I sold loads for a few. Oh, no, no, no. He sold loads for a few years, and we were left with a few. They made their way to the end of the yard. All those cocks bring the boys to the yard. If anybody is offered a meter-high concrete penis or a full-size cast-iron stag, I'd be really appreciative if people could contact the police or alternately the shop in strictest confidence. Jason said CCTV footage managed to capture the thieves, but they could not be identified due to poor light conditions. He added, we should have had night vision out there. Frankly, we cocked up. <laughs> They're killing me. North Yorkshire police said they have not yet made any 
arrests. So <laughs> you see, you see these pictures, and they're just like these standing pillars, like you would have in a no parking area. You know, in front of a shop, there's just these white stone penises. And in the back, there's this sign. It's like it's beavers. I think it's a little cafe. Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, tea, coffee at beavers with cock in the I, I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> I got nothing. It just gets weirder and weirder. So what do we got over here? Let's see. This is from the week. Not the weekend, the week. Preacher says alien impersonated husband and tried to have sex with her, as they most often do. So an author has claimed an alien took the form of her husband and tried to have sex with her. Yeah. Speaking on a prophetic Christian show. <laughs> yeah, Sharon Gilbert said the alien appeared in the marital bed and claimed to be the ancient ruler Xerxes. I, yeah, I don't know where this is going. He then tried to get her to do something that would pull her away from God. <laughs> Was it with a stone penis by any chance? But the plot thickened further. Ew. Ugh. When she told him Jesus was real, tore the alien's face off and found a reptile critter, it says, with, you know, critter, lurking underneath. One Twitter user wrote, who among us hasn't pulled their husband's face off to find a horny reptilian? Ha ha ha. Yeah, but that happened. All right, let's move on. I can't even read any more of that this is from sky news uh samuel osborne over there turkey missing man joins search party looking for himself Behan mutlu who was reported missing after he wandered away from his friends in a forest while drunk <laughs> oh, okay i may have done that once or twice later joined people who are helping the authorities search for him this may be my new hero a Turkish man who was reported missing unknowingly joined search parties looking for himself. Local media reported that Behan Mutlu, who lives in Inigol district of northwest Turkey's Bursa province, was believed to be missing on Tuesday. I, I, did he show up 40 miles away? He had wandered away from his friends in a forest while drunk. Ah, Sounds like a good idea. His wife and friends reported him missing after they are unable to get in touch with him for several hours. Mr. Mutlu, 50, huh, see, he's my contemporary, later joined a group in the area who are helping authorities search for him. When members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, I'm here. The authorities then took his statement before driving him home, NTV reported. It's unclear if he would face any penalty. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I <laughs> that sounds like fun. I think I would do that. You know, granted I'm drunk hiding in the forest and people would actually search for me, which I doubt they would. But you never know. So from 
Missing Turkish drunks, we're going to go to Cheeky Cowl. Goes for a ride on a water slide after escaping Slaughterhouse. This is from, again, Metro in the UK and uh, by Harrison Jones. So a mischievous cow appears to have escaped from a slaughterhouse in Brazil and found its way into a nearby water park. But though it managed to evade death, the huge animal risked collapsing a tall flume, which it awkwardly trotted down on its knees. Luckily, the slide, reportedly only designed to hold 450 pounds, held firm under the cow's roughly 700-pound weight. The animal's unlikely dash for freedom had a happy ending 500 miles west of Rio de Janeiro, where the ranch owner adopted it and named it Tobaga, which means slide in Portuguese. Video footage shows the slide-loving character shifting its beefy frame around the bend and with the New York Post reporting that it had climbed the stairs and eventually slid down into the pool. Soaking up the sun after its bizarre escape, the cow takes a moment to stare at the cameraman in the empty water park. So, yeah, you can go on here and check it out. They got the video and check that out. So, Brazil is the largest exporter of beef in the world, which dramatically increases its emissions level and deforestation, partly because of the harmful impact that clearing vast areas of land for farming has caused. So cows are no strangers to making bold escapes from slaughterhouses. And in June this year was at least four people were injured in Bolivia when the animals ran wild following an escape from a crashed van bound for abattoir. There's strange things going on in Rio with cows, man. I don't know. But yeah, check that out. Check out that video and uh, see what you think of that. But hey, yeah, it's uh, it's better than uh, going to the slaughterhouse. All right, let's see what we got. Let's uh, get out of there and go to Florida because Florida never lets us down. This is uh, from AP News. Florida family faces fine for early Christmas lights display. Tampa, Florida. A Florida family is in trouble with their homeowners association for putting up their Christmas lights too early. The Maffa family hired a company to decorate the yard of their Tampa home on November 6th, WFLA reported. Wow. <laughs> wow. They hired someone to decorate their yard. God, I hate America. Days later, they received a letter notifying them that they now face a fine for violating their HOA agreement. If they don't remove the lights, they could face fines of $100 a day up to $1,000, the letter said. All right, I'm going to stop right there for a minute because I hate HOAs. I mean, your own damn house, and they're going to tell you when and what decorations you can put up? Fuck you, man. No way. That's ridiculous. That's your own house. I understand if you got, you know, a, a dead 72 Impala in your front yard, but... Come on, man. It's ridiculous. Moffa said he has no plans to remove the lights. That was their only availability, and I can't climb up on the roof myself, he told the TV station, adding he didn't know it was against the rules to put up Christmas lights before Thanksgiving. The holidays and the pandemic, I think the kids are wanting something that's more bright to look at, Moffa said. I agree. An attorney for the West Chase Community Association. Really? These bastards went and got an attorney? 
What a bunch of dicks. Said a neighbor complained about the display. Well, tell him to F off. Which led the community manager to investigate it. Jonathan Ellis told WFLA. One of the things they're preventing is from the person that has the holiday lights up all year round. Or things along those lines. Well, he didn't, dickhead. It wasn't up all year round. He just put it up. That's so ridiculous. Ellis said the rules are in place to be followed, but said the board is open to discussing changes. Moffat said, however, that the association hasn't been receptive even after they offered to keep the lights off until Thanksgiving. Yeesh. Man, people are a pain in the ass. All right, something happier. A full 12 days of Christmas will cost more this year. This is from UPI over there by Simon Drucker. Let's see. This year, seven swans will still cost over $13,000. The most expensive gift in the song, the 12 days of Christmas, as almost every other gets even pricier, according to PNC's Christmas Price Index, released Monday. The annual index has been around since 1984 and measures the current cost of obtaining all items in a full verse of the iconic carol. The index is meant to be a reflection of the broader U.S. economy and parallels inflationary growth. Mm. After plummeting last year, the index is up 5.7% this year, the largest jump since 2013. It would cost about $41,206 to obtain the requisite items from each of the 12 verses. The figure is up from 16168 last year and 38994 in 2019. The all-encompassing figure doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. In a more nuanced look, two turtle doves would cost around $450, which is 50% higher than last year. At the same time, the price of seven swans held steady at $13,125. However, because there has been no increase to the federal minimum wage, the price of eight maids of milking also didn't budge and will again cost an affordable $58. It's also by far the cheapest gift on the 12 gift item or 12 item gifts. The inflation this year has certainly been surprising to the upside. This very specialty gift basket is largely mirroring what we're seeing in the larger economy, said PNC Chief Investment Officer Amanda Gatti. The National Retail Federation expects the average American consumer to spend $648 this holiday season on gifts for family, friends, and co-workers. Man, I'm supposed to buy friends and co-workers presents? Oh, shit, man. I'm going to need a second job. Then I'll have to buy all them presents. A recent Gallup poll found Americans expect to spend $837 on gifts. Yeah, not this American. Holy crap. But, you know, I guess people in better economic situations can afford to provide better economic situations. All right, what else have we got here? Let's check this out. Let's see what we've got. Ah, this is a good one. NPR. Uh, Cash scattered across a Southern California freeway sent drivers into a frenzy. So I I think if you have TikTok, things like that, you've seen a video of this. But traffic came to a stop on California Interstate 5 this past Friday after an armored car happened to spill cash across the freeway. This is like the beginning of a Chips episode. Yeah, I'm that old. 
You can look that up. Uh, just north of San Diego. Now, several drivers and passengers jumped out of their vehicles to grab what they could, but the police won it all back. <laughs> yeah. The armored car was traveling north along the I-5 in Carlsbad at around 9.15 a.m. when one of the doors unexpectedly swung open and bags of cash flew out. Cars parked on the shoulder and in the middle of the road as motorists and passengers raced to collect the bills, mostly ones and twenties. That would be that would be such my luck. You know, cash would go flying out and I'd grab a bag and I'd be like, woohoo, get back in my car and drive. I get home, open it up, and I have like, you know, seventeen fifty. What a mess. What a nightmare. Ones and twenties scattered across the ground. But the California Highway Patrol is warning those who seize the moment to turn the cash in. I highly suggest to anybody that picked the cash up out there, it's not your cash. So turn it in immediately to the CHP office in Vista, CHP Sergeant Curtis Martin told reporters. Uh, yeah, well, sorry for your luck. Two people were arrested at the scene for allegedly collecting what they could. Oh, come on. And others turned in what they had collected, the tribute reported. Videos across social media show plenty of people scooping up handfuls of cash along the freeway. Martin told reporters that these videos captured faces and license plates during the event. The CHP are working with the FBI to identify those who may not have turned the money in. Excuse me. The armored car was transporting the money from San Diego to a Federal Deposit Insurance Corp office, possibly in either L.A. or Orange County. The freeway reopened around 11 a.m., the Associated Press reported. Oh, man. You can't have any fun anymore. What a mess. So let's, let's stay in NPR here, because this one's just tragic. Canada taps into strategic reserves to deal with massive shortage of maple syrup. Yeah, you heard me right. While high gas prices have pushed President Biden to tap into the U.S.'s strategic oil reserves, Canada's neighbor to the um, Canada's neighbor to the north. What am I? What is in this thing? I should drink more of it. America's neighbor to the north is also dealing with a shortage of another so-called liquid gold. The Canadian group Quebec Maple Syrup Producers recently announced it was releasing about 50 million pounds of a strategic maple syrup reserve. Wait, what? What? I just, is, is this like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Do they just wheel these barrels of maple syrup into this giant warehouse? And so 50 million pounds is about half of the total stockpile. So Quebec produces nearly 70% of the world's maple syrup, with the U.S. being its biggest client for the sweet stuff. However, this year, producers weren't able to keep up with worldwide demand, which jumped 21%, according to Bloomberg. People are working for a home, and they want some goddamn pancakes. Maple syrup is made from the sap from maple trees. Ah, hence the maple syrup thing. Thanks for telling me which is traditionally harvested by installing a metal tap into the tree's trunk. Modern sap harvesting typically involves a system of plastic tubing and vacuums to collect the sap from multiple trees to a central location where it can be refined into a syrup. This is a seasonal process, though, and as maple sap can only be harvested in specific weather conditions, 
So this year's short and warm spring resulted in an uncharacteristically low yield for producers. That's why the reserve is made, to never miss maple syrup. And we won't miss maple syrup, said Helena Normandin, Normandin, the Quebec Maple Syrup Producers Communications Director. While it's hard to predict what next year's crop will look like, Normandin said they were already planning for the future. What we can figure at this moment is maybe the season here in Quebec will start a bit earlier in February instead of March, and end earlier as well, she said. This is not the first time Quebec's maple syrup reserve has made headlines, <laughs> if you say so. In 2012, more than 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen from the stockpile over the course of months. The value of the heist was estimated at nearly 19 million Canadian dollars. Uh, you can do the translation there. I don't know what that is. I assume 20 million. I don't know. The Quebec maple syrup producers will be tapping 7 million more trees this year um, to replenish their reserves and to make sure they can meet demand next year. So go ahead, top off those pancakes and waffles with Canadian liquid gold this holiday weekend. How exciting. Because... I like pancakes. All right, let's let's uh, let's do one more, and then we'll get out of here. We'll have a nice short kind of show here, because I think we're already coming up on like 40, close to 45 minutes. And uh, just wanted to get this out there, let you know I am not dead. Whatever rumors you have heard are in error. It's fake news. It's all fake news. I'm not dead. I'm very much alive. All right, let's see. Three dead, hundreds injured after storms rouse scorpions in Egypt. Ay, ay, ay. Three people are dead and hundreds are injured after inclement weather roused hordes of venomous scorpions out of their hiding places and in the streets and homes. Vicious rain, dust storms, and snow in the southern city of Aswan last week drove out scorpions as well as snakes. Al-Al-Haram, a government-run Egyptian newspaper, reports. Three people have died from scorpion stings, and 450 people have been injured by the stings thus far, BBC News reports, citing an unnamed health official. Wonderful. Those who have been injured are being treated with anti-venom in hospitals, as well as in medical centers that are located in more remote areas, according to Al-Haram. Health officials have been even called in doctors who were on vacation. No, tell me it's not true. Not from vacation to deal with a life threat. No. Oh, my God. Poor, poor doctors. But they were called off their vacation to help treat the influx of patients. In the meantime, residents are being asked to stay inside your homes. Ashraf Atia Aswan governor also limited traffic for a time, closing local highways to prevent accidents due to limited mobility in the rain, the outlet reports. Scorpion stings can be lethal. The Egyptian fat-tailed scorpion, a species found throughout northern Africa, in particular has been described as one of the most deadly in the world, according to the St. Louis Zoo. Well, you know, if it's good enough for St. Louis, it's good enough for me. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. And uh, again, I will be back in probably two weeks or so with a uh, with the December show, at least one anyway. 
maybe two. We'll see if I can get that out there. And uh, we'll get back on the ball with this. But thank you, thank you again for all your patience. I really appreciate it. I'm really thankful that, you know, anyone listens, let alone anything else. But all right, everybody, let's get on out of here. And uh, everyone, have a great day. And I'll see you on the other side. Stay bizarro. Do you 